Hey there, welcome back, it's Kathleen, and you're listening to This Thing's a Cold Life. So, in the last week, I've probably come up with seven things I wanted to talk about. I'm just recapping fashion, and I didn't write down any of the topics. Why? Because that's just how I live my life, folks. On the edge. Uh, which leads me to right now, <laughs> I have gotten very little sleep the last two nights, despite being very tired. Last night there was a ruckus outside my window um, for the wee hours of the night. My friends handed it around the hall. I'm sure people were just having fun. But it definitely interrupted my sleep, which, if you know me, is uh, a hazard, (laughs) to put it light. Um, So I thought of a fun thing to do this week, and I actually might just end up doing this sort of once a month. I feel like this episode will probably be relatively short, Um, but what I did was, drum roll, I should probably figure out how to actually add a drum roll. I actually know how to, I just would need to find the drum roll. Anyways, you got to hear my chunky drum roll. (laughs) All right. So what I did was I typed insecurity into Google, shocking, and then I hit the news button and told myself I would discuss whatever the top news article was with the keyword insecurity. So that leads me to um, Julian Vigo, who is a contributor at Forbes in their article from June 30th called The Future of Online Insecurity. So I did a quick skim, as I do with most news articles, and I know I'm going to be discussing this kind of, but uh, yeah, that's how I live my life, on the edge. Anyways, if you didn't catch let's see, uh, what the topic was just from the title, It is about online security. (laughs) So it is not a topic that I am well versed in, although it has been a topic that has been a part of my life. So overview is the discussion of how the internet has evolved and evolved with business very briefly (laughs) from the 1990s till now and how that has impacted society, and this is in regards to identity theft, um, your credit card, your banking, all those sort of fun niddly things, and then just data in general. So we know data is a big, big player in the world right now, and basically everyone knows everything about each other, or at least the computers do. So, um... I mean, that's pretty much what the discussion is and and how it evolves and the protections around it. Um, and some of the companies that are doing this really well, so they talk about there's a fear in people doing online banking. Uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say like knock on wood. I don't know why I'm knocking on wood. I've done it a lot today. 
that I've never necessarily been fearful of um, identity theft or someone getting my information, essentially. Um, and maybe that's a not a thing to have, but I guess I just feel like who the hell would want to steal my identity? <laughs> like, that's weird. Um, and also, it's just been around my whole life, right? Tech has always been there. And it's funny because they do say that I am probably the most vulnerable generation, I believe. Or it might be Gen Z. Is that, is that what they're calling? Gen X? I don't know what they're called. We have this discussion every week, and I'm not very good at remembering what generation names are. So that's what that is. Um, but yeah, they mention organizations like Tangerine and WeLab for online banking, and then like Credit Karma. Um, I, I mean, there's commercials for Credit Karma everywhere, online, TV. I know a lot of people who actually use Credit Karma. And so it just, yeah, it's just a wild sort of article that doesn't get any, doesn't get super detailed, um, but it does discuss sort of in general where, where businesses could go in regards to keeping your data, whether that is your name and your phone number and your email, or whether that is your credit card information, your banking statements. Um, and there aren't any necessarily like giant revelations in it, but what is interesting is it says this means that social media users will not only be unable to tell which accounts are bots, but, but they will be suspicious of actual human users. I mean, I'm already suspicious of most people online and whether they're actually human or not. Um, but they talk about hackers and how that sort of implicates what is happening and the anxiety that can rise, which is what this podcast is about. Um, Yeah, I mean, it ends with the statement, the wider questions remain if online financial institutions, lenders, and businesses alike can be held to a higher standard in ensuring online security instead of assuming users will eventually cave in or give up. So this is just, I mean, it's saying that there's not a golden ticket at this point for your online security. And I know a lot of people who have adjusted in the last couple years uh, the websites they use or their email addresses and have tried to sort of lock down their security online a little bit more and the truth is uh, there are probably things that I definitely should be doing better in regards to online security I feel like I'm decently savvy, but this also says that the younger generation, again, is more at risk for businesses for cybersecurity reasons. And I do think it's just a comfort level thing, right? The first people who got into cars weren't probably ever super like comfy in a car for a variety of reasons, including the style of the car, I would assume. Um, <laughs> but 
the more something is around, the more comfortable you get with it. The more comfortable you get with it, the more laissez-faire you get with it, right? So you might not worry. You go to the same coffee shop. Let's do this. You go to the same coffee shop every day and you sit in the same spot and someone sits there beside you for six weeks, every day for six weeks. You may or may not chat, but like you know each other from being in there. If you have to pop to the restroom, you're likely going to feel fairly comfortable with asking that person to watch your stuff, even though they're a perfect stranger. Unless you are one of those people who makes friends with the people you sit beside in the coffee shop, which if you do, kudos. But um, there's still a big risk in doing that or even just leaving your computer open. You walk away and you haven't locked it. They can get in and get your information, not even through a hacker way, but just in you left your computer unlocked way. So there's a comfort level to have grown up with a lot of this technology. And I think that's probably why they say the younger generation is a bigger cyber risk. The <laughs> counter argument I want to make to that is that being scared of something doesn't always necessarily mean you're better at securing yourself, right? I think you need to take some of those risks to actually build better products. Um, and that's where the younger generation can thrive and, and likely will help with cybersecurity versus hinder it, right? You need to know sort of what the weaknesses are, where the flaws are how these things work and the implications of them before you can fix them. I also wouldn't mind reading more about this now because it's kind of an interesting topic. Um, if you know a lot about cybersecurity, internet security, data mining, any of that, like feel free to throw me some links um, via email. Uh, I'm probably still going to stay like low-key on social media through the summer just um just for my own sanity it's it's felt really good to not feel like i need to post four times a week on the accounts and then i think in september i'll probably just go to scheduling but i have a lot of hits for the accounts right now so i would like to <laughs> not have to worry about it and that doesn't mean i'm not loving putting these this podcast out but it's just like that one last thing that I need to worry about and I think that's okay right one of the I think the second episode was about boundaries and it's okay for me to want to make this media without having to do all the promotional stuff because listeners are going to find me as they're going to find me and if you recommend me to someone that's fantastic but you also don't have to um Yes, I want to share this passion and this discussion with you. Um, and I'll go into this further when I get to the one-year anniversary episode. But this podcast has done a lot for me. And if that means I only have five people who regularly listen, then that's what I mean. I have always been less about quantity and more about quality and that's what jives for me. Uh, so I'm going to link this article in the show notes if you're interested in reading it. 
but yeah, send me send me any links that you think might be interesting for me to read on this. Send me any thoughts on internet security. And if you have any tips or tricks, maybe we can share them with each other. I mean, I don't have any, <laughs> really. Um, but I would definitely be interested in hearing yours if two days, and by two days I mean yesterday's um, new moon solar eclipse has been really fucking you up. Feel what you need to feel. Give yourself that space. And we'll make it through. If you need to peace out, please peace out. Know that I appreciate you always. If you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye guys, thanks for listening.